Fierce. Girl power. Girl power. This is the story of the girl who listened to the stars, Ruby Payne Scott, read by Robotics Wiz, Narita Chang. Ding, ding, ding. One of the girls in the classroom sniggered. Tinkerbell wants us to listen. Tinkerbell was the uninventive nickname some of the naughty girls had given their science teacher. It was because she sometimes used the bell to get their attention. No big deal. But that science teacher, she was a big deal. She'd just never told her students about her secret past. If she did, they may have thought twice about mocking one of the universe's brightest stars. Ruby Violet Payne Scott had always shone brightly. She was head and shoulders in size and smarts above other kids. When her parents realised she was gifted, they sent her to a city school, the Big Smoke, in hope of better opportunities. It seemed to work because at just 16, she won a scholarship to Sydney University. But that didn't mean it was easy. Well, the study itself was easy enough for Ruby, but there were a few roadblocks along the way. Her brother was the first. Henry, what have you done? Ruby's shelves were empty. When she left the house, all of her books were there. When she got back, all of them were gone. How could you do this? Ruby's brother Henry had sold them. Every last one. With no explanation. There were few things more precious to Ruby than her books, and she was furious. So furious, she never really made up with Henry. Ever. But she went back to uni with her stubborn head held high and became only the third woman to graduate from physics. That's science that deals with matter, energy and how they interact. Yet it was an odd choice because in those days, women didn't get jobs as physicists. Ruby shrugged her shoulders and figured she could always become a teacher. That's just the way it is, she thought to herself. World War II would have to break out for things to change. And then... Fellow Australians. It did. It is my melancholy duty to inform you officially that in consequence of a persistence by Germany in her invasion of Poland... Great Britain has declared war upon her and that as a result, Australia is also at war. It was a strange feeling. On one hand, it was awful that men were being sent off to war. On the other hand, Ruby was secretly pleased because it meant women like her got to try the jobs the men had left behind. She was hired as a physicist with the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Researchers Division of Radio Physics. Phew, long name. But it was deliberately complicated to throw off the enemy from the top secret work they were doing. The laboratory door was closed and locked. Police guarded it from the outside. A hush came over the scientists as their boss gave them their mission. You'll be developing radar, he said. 
but this is top secret. You must not speak about it outside of this lab. Ruby squealed on the inside. She was beside herself with excitement. Radar was hugely important in the war. It was a system used to detect the whereabouts and speed of planes, ships and other dangerous objects. Ruby pushed her glasses up the bridge of her nose and set to work. She sticky-taped bent coat hangers together with switches, wires and other random bibs and bobs. To the outsider, it looked like she was making weird art and craft. But Ruby's contraptions were no joke. Congratulations, team. A military official shook their hands. Your radar has been used to detect enemy aircraft and ships on their way to Australia, he said. Without it, we would have been invaded. Ruby wasn't just a scientist. She was a war stopper. But there was another roadblock that threatened to stop Ruby. The man who hired her, Taffy Bowen, didn't like her. She's a bit loud, he wrote in a memo, and we don't think she's quite what we want, but we'll let her continue and see how she works out. How rude! But Ruby was too brilliant and Taffy couldn't find an excuse to get rid of her. She had just saved Australia, after all. But even war heroes are normal, everyday people. Between saving the country and making scientific breakthroughs, Ruby had to pee. Someone had written a sign on the toilet door trying to stop Ruby from entering. Men only. She laughed and barged right in. She wasn't about to let the loo become another roadblock. Slowly but surely, Ruby felt like one of the boys. She figured they'd finally realised she was as bright as they were. Either that, or they'd gotten used to putting the toilet seat down. But there was someone who still had a problem with her. Dear Miss Payne Scott, it has come to my attention that your attire is inappropriate. Please shape up or ship out. The note came from the head librarian, known as Dragon Lady. The problem Dragon Lady seemed to have with Ruby was, wait for it, her pants. Ruby liked to wear shorts. Ooh, how scandalous. So she changed into a shortest pair and marched right on into Dragon Lady's office. Listen here, you, she yelled. I will not be wearing a skirt to work. Do you know how impractical that is? I have to climb up ladders. I have to climb on rooftops. Dragon Lady yelled right back. Shorts are not ladylike. Neither would back down and they both stormed off in separate directions, fuming at the hide of the other. Dragon Lady eventually retired and Ruby wore shorts happily ever after. Ruby didn't cry much, but tears were welling in her eyes when she found out her contraptions were about to be pulled down. The war had ended, and the government didn't see the need for them. Hold up, called one of Ruby's teammates. I've got good news. They're keeping us on. 
The CSIRO had announced they were forming a division for a mysterious new type of science, radio astronomy, the study of radio waves from space. And Ruby was on the team. She clambered into a truck and drove around the countryside, saving her wire creations to use in her new job. Her spark was back. A little to the left, now back a little to the right. That's it. Ruby helped build a giant antenna. It looked like a TV aerial on the edge of a cliff next to the ocean. She patiently waited for black spots and blurs to appear in front of the sun. I've got it, she yelled. Ruby used her contraptions to prove that those sunspots, which are like turbulent storms on the surface of the sun, gave off strong radio waves and could disrupt communication on Earth. And it wasn't just new discoveries she was making. Ruby was also proving the work of old guys to be wrong. Oops. Look at this, she yelled, waving a piece of paper above her head in the middle of the lab. Another scientist snatched it from her and scanned Ruby's scrawl. This can't be right, he said. Oh, yes, it is, Ruby smiled proudly. Until that point, everyone had thought the surface of the sun was about 6,000 degrees. You're only about 994,000 degrees off, she said. Ruby Payne Scott had worked out that the temperature of the sun's outer layer was actually more than a million degrees. She had just become the hottest star in physics and the world's first woman radio astronomer. But another roadblock was coming. Her husband. Ruby married a bloke she met bushwalking named William Holman Hall or as she liked to call him, my Bill. There was just one catch. Her bosses didn't know. She wore her wedding ring on a chain around her neck so that no one would be suspicious. You see, married women were not allowed to be employed full-time at her work. It was a stupid rule, and after six years of hiding, Ruby decided enough was enough. To whom it may concern... I have told you my story to demonstrate that the present procedure is ridiculous and can lead to ridiculous results. Yours sincerely, Ruby Payne Scott. It didn't work. Ruby was made into a temporary employee and lost a bunch of perks. It was not fair. So when her next roadblock came, a baby... She wasn't surprised that her boss refused to keep her job open. Dear Miss Payne Scott, unfortunately, we cannot give married women leave without pay. Yours sincerely, FWG White, Chief Executive Officer. Make a wish! Ruby loved being a mum and threw a mean kid's birthday party. When her kids grew up, she went back to work, not as a physicist, but as a science and maths teacher. She used the name Mrs. Hall and never told anyone about her epic discoveries in radio astronomy. It wasn't until long after her light had gone out 
that the school found out about Ruby's brilliant past. Now, she's remembered across the universe as more than just a star. Ruby Payne Scott was a brilliant explosion that lit up the galaxy, a supernova. Thanks for listening to this story about a really fierce girl. I'm Marita Cheng, and I'm an inventor and an engineer, just like Ruby. If you haven't heard all the other fierce girls' stories, make sure you go back and listen, or you might miss one like this. Every evening in millions of homes across the globe, aromas waft from ovens, and the chorus of nagging begins. Eat your broccoli, don't waste your food. A kind of spoilt girl named Ronnie Khan screwed her nose up at vegetables until her parents surrendered and cooked her nothing except chips and chops. But that kind of spoilt girl grew to become someone who wanted to change the world. She made a name for herself as an uber-successful businesswoman, throwing lavish parties for important people. And instead of throwing the leftover food in the bin, she would donate it to a homeless shelter. The idea took off. Businesses, restaurants, everyone wanted to help. And soon, Ronnie had saved 80 million meals. That's equal to breakfast, lunch and dinner for every person in Australia. Her charity, Oz Harvest, is still growing today. And she has even started to eat her vegetables. If you like the sound of that amazing story, subscribe to Fierce Girls wherever you get your podcasts and make sure you tell your fierce friends about it too. And keep being fierce. Roll the credits. Fierce Girls is produced by a bunch of super fierce women. Its executive producers are Justine Kelly and Monique Bowley. It's produced by Laura McAuliffe and Rebecca Armstrong. The stories are written by the uber-talented Samantha Turnbull. Judy Rapley is the amazing audio engineer who puts in the cool sound effects like this one. Kelly Reardon is the boss who lets us make fierce podcasts like this one. Fierce Girls is a production of the ABC Audio Studios.